welcome back to the Posh Podcast with me, your host, Mrs. Posh. Okay, so this is the Fuller Experience Edition. So, I have been getting a lot of um, queries regarding how do you start a vending machine. So let me just scale it back a few because for those of you who don't know, I do have my own I did have a spa when the pandemic started last year. I closed the spa down, the vaginal steam spa. So when I closed the vaginal steam shop down, I replaced that that expense and turned it into starting the vending machine. Like I've always wanted to start a vending machine company, but it was just like the lack of funds didn't allow me to be able to venture out into that direction. So when the pandemic started and they had closed the shop down for a while just for safety measures. So I was like, you know what? Rather than spending, it was $2.95 a week for the shop. And rather than doing that, I was like, you know what? I could use that money and I could, you know, channel it into something else that can give me, um, you know, bring back revenue to me. So I decided to like, you know, venture out and I decided to start the vending machine. So I did that in the shop was closed in like March, April. And I waited until September because I also wanted to couple it in with starting it for my son. So this vending machine business is also a business for my son. So I did went ahead, you know, within those time period, I dived in really deep. You guys know me. If I want to do something, I'm going to dive in deep. I'm going to eat, sleep, and breathe the topic. So I did my due diligence. I did my research and I found out how to start a vending machine. You know, I was like binging on what you need to do to start a vending machine. You know, I find out what, you know, what vending machines were good, what vending machines were not um, considered the best option to use. You know, you have to be able to look for locations. You got to get the name, the business aspect of it. You had to start your bank account. It's like so much stuff that you have to do to start this business right here. So even though it's labeled as a passive income, you can really turn this quote unquote passive income into something more than just like basically a side hustle into a full blown business. Like there have been a lot of people who have kind of retired from their corporate America job and are vending full time, you know, and in order for you to be considered a vendor full-time, it depends on the amount of machine you have and the amount of revenue that is you know, coming in. Obviously, you need enough revenue to substitute your corporate America job or your nine-to-five that is taking care of your expenses and still have you know enough leftover for you to be able to have just in case of any emergency. So with that being said... You know, you guys hit me up on Instagram because, you know, I do my posts there. And I really was thinking about doing a YouTube channel. 
I did a YouTube channel a few years back and I figured that just wasn't for me because it takes a lot of time to do a lot of editing and I'm not like a computer geek like that or a computer whiz. So I was thinking about it because I had purchased a GoPro for my husband. So I was thinking about bringing the GoPro along and, you know, attaching it to maybe like my shirt or my head or something. So this way you guys can be able to see me going into the location, maybe, you know, doing cold calls, pitching to um, potential clients in terms of securing a spot for a vending machine. So I said, you know what, what better way to do this more than bring it to the podcast? So you guys, here is your information. So I am going to explain to you how to start the vending machine business. Stay tuned. All right, guys. So with further ado, let's go into the 10 steps that I was able to think about off the top of my head. You know, it's kind of different when you are actually in the motion of doing things. You don't really write the steps down of what you need to do to start your own business. But I kind of like did like a review in my brain, rewind, and kind of like went through the steps of what someone would need to start a business or a vending machine business. So here is the vending machine startup for dummies, the fuller experience edition. Okay. So the first thing that you need to do is you need to select your name. This is truly important to select your name because you know what when you call when you call in a company and you're introducing yourself you want to sound as professional as possible so you know it could be something like hi my name is Shay and I'm calling from the Fuller's Experience Fendon and you go on like that and you know you go into your cold call speech So it's very important for you to choose your name because the name reflects you. It reaches the clients before you do. So when you're talking to the client, they're like, okay, your name is what, Shay? And you're calling from where? You know, and if you have a name that doesn't sound professional, they are not going to take you serious. And it's going to be like, okay, um, not interested. Bye. You know, but if your name sounds okay, this might be something, you know, somebody of interest, someone serious, let me entertain the two-minute conversation. Because two minutes to a business owner is very crucial. So very important for you to select a name that is very professional and it reflects your business and it introduces what you do before you actually can go into a full-blown speech. And you want to do something easy, something catchy. And remember, your business name that you select, it ties in to other things later on. So select your name. The second thing that you would like to do when starting your vending machine business is you want to secure your name. So when I mean secure your name, you want to start registering it via sumbiz.org. Okay, so you want to apply for, if you want to go the route of doing an LLC, or if you want to just do a fictitious name, 
and just register it there. It's totally up to you. I personally would recommend doing an LLC because if you have any personal asset, like if you own any home, if you own a car, and you don't want any legal terms to, you know, to follow you into your personal life, it is great to do an LLC. Keep in mind with the LLC, you do pay yearly for it. I believe it's a hundred and change. I don't know the exact amount, but it's great because you can write some things off for taxes. I am not a tax advisor, so you would need to speak to a tax advisor regarding that, but that is something good to think about. It's easier for you to pay like maybe 50 bucks to get a fictitious name and, or you can just do a sole prop and just use your name. But it's, to be honest, I did both options. Like I, you know, before when I started my other business, I did a sole prop where I just used my name and did a fictitious name. And now I'm doing an LLC and it's really more credible it draw, it's like more professional. You can disagree if you want. It's completely up to you. But I would just recommend, you know, filing the LLC, okay? And um, also, it's just better that way. So LLC it is. The next thing you want to do is you want to apply for an EIN number with irs.gov. So an EIN number replaces your social security number when and this is good for banking wise and this is also good because you will need to do like a w9 form it's just better all the way around you know and it's completely free a lot of people reach out to me and saying that they're going through legal zoom please don't you don't necessarily have to go through legal zoom if you follow the steps that i'm telling you Everything that I have been talking about thus far is completely easy and you can do it and just pay the government direct or you can pay your state direct. So the second um, step that I mentioned is only for Florida users. So if you are not in the state of Florida, you'd have to see with your own, you know, state wide how to be able to go ahead and apply for the LLC. But in terms of Florida, you go through sunbiz.org to do the application for the LLC. And it's completely free to do. You just pay, you know, the fees that's needed. So, and also applying for EIN number is completely free. You get it in less than five minutes through irs.gov. So that is something important that you need to have. Okay. The next step is once you do all of that, step one, two, and three, then it's time for you to open your business account. So getting a separate account is best. You know, there's no need to co-mingle your funds. You can see your income and your, um, you know, your assets and your liability, your incomes and your debt, you know. So, and there's free accounts out there, you know. And you do have some accounts where you might have to pay a monthly maintenance fee, but you can waive that monthly maintenance fee by, you know, different options that they give you. I mean, you have TD Bank, you have Bank of America. I know Bank of America, they charge you $17 for their, their standard business account. 
but there's ways to um waive that seventeen dollars. I think if you do like a a um a two hundred and fifty dollar purchase every month, then you'd be able to waive that fee, and that can simply be like buying your stuff for your vending machine, and you know paying for gas, paying for you know, food and all those stuff. And it's great because when it's tax time, you basically can print that that statement out and you could give it to your tax advisor and they could see where, you know, what you spend your money towards. So great, great, great to have your business account. Separate your money, no co-mingling, and you look a lot pro- more professional when you can be able to draft a check from a business account or deposit into your business account. It just makes you feel overall very businessy. <laughs> that's not even a word, but it just makes you feel more professional. So that's the fourth step. The fifth step is business supplies. Okay. So you're going to need business cards. You're going to need flyers. You're going to need proposals. You're going to need your contract. You're going to need your uniform. You're going to need cold called scripts. You're going to need pricing if necessary. So all those things are what you're going to need in terms of the business supplies. And when I say like business cards, like, you know, if you're going somewhere, you're going to a location, always have your business card or, or and flyers in hand because you never know where you're going to go and you never know if you're going to see a potential client that may need a vending machine. And sometimes you're not going to be able to speak with the person or the person can't speak with you. So it's easy for you to be able to leave your card. And on your card, obviously, it's going to have all the information that talks about what you are doing. So at least the potential client have an idea. So when you follow up with them, they already know what to expect. So that's why it's very important for you to choose a name that is going to be very attractive, professional, and get straight to the point, okay? So that's with that. The sixth step is secure your location. Secure your location, secure your location, secure your location. A lot of people go into the vending machine business, and they go and they get, oh, my God, they get so googly eyes, and they start looking at vending machines, and they see vending machines, and they want to purchase it right away, And that's all good and well. But when you purchase the vending machine, where is it going to go if you don't have a location? I mean, unless you own a storage unit, where is the machine going to go? Like, where you going to, unless you have a garage, but still, that's taking up space. Where is the machine going to go? So it's very important for you to locate a spot before you purchase your machine. A good location has a lot of foot traffic. So that is absolutely crucial in the vending machine world, okay? A lot of foot traffic, employees, you're going to need the owner's information. Why do I say that? Okay, so if you get a location that is semi-good, that has semi-foot traffic, You're looking at maybe a location that has probably one to 10 full-time employees. So you know that you're getting like okay traffic, you know, that can probably give you on a monthly basis, maybe a hundred 
to $150 a month, that is a average okay location. We're not saying it's a bad location, but you know, we're not saying it's the best location. For you to have a good location, you're looking at, you know, anything over 50 full-time employees and up. So think about, you know, different places. Like you have like um, the mechanic shops, they don't have a lot of foot traffic dependent on where the machine is. If the machine is open to the customers, then that's different. So you have to realize when your machine is being placed, where is it going to be placed and how is it going to be used? Is it going to be used for the public and for, you know, the location of where you secure it? Or is it going to be only for the employees? So it depends on where you go. The foot traffic is very important to be able to um, determine what your outcome is going to be on a monthly basis. All right, so the seventh step is machines. When everybody think about starting a vending machine, they think about the machines. Oh my God, what kind of machine do I need? All right, so there's different kind of machines out there. There's obviously the snack machine, the beverage machine. You have gumball machines. I do PPE machines. That's like, you know, the mass machines. You have coffee machine, you have ice cream machine, you have ATM, you have different kind of machine, like, you know, and you could also take like a regular quote unquote snack machine and you can convert that into a machine and place it into like a laundromat location, you know? So there's different ways to use the vending machine. Like you have, I know this person that reached out to me that wanted to start their own eyelash and hair machine. So there's so many different ways that you can use a vending machine. You got to think outside of the box and you got to become creative with it. Now, you don't want to go a route that is not going to be beneficial for you. So you want to make sure that you get a machine that's going to be ultimately beneficial for you. Okay. So the eighth step is your clients and your marketing. So know your environment, you know, it's very important to know your environment. You know, is there a restaurant, a gas station, a grocery store nearby? So let's say, for example, you place a vending machine in a um, mechanic shop, right? You place it in there and like literally two minutes away or, you know, 10 steps away, they have a gas station, you know, or a convenience store. So now you're competing with the gas station, the convenience store. So how is your price going to be competitive with the price of the convenience store? So you don't want a lot of people to be like, well, this vending machine is charging $4 for a soda. The convenience store charged $2. I'm going to go to the convenience store. I'm going to take that 10-step 10, 10 walk over there. So you have to know your location so you can be able to price your products properly so you can get the best, you know, you can get more out of your um, your machine. So the next step, step nine, is the contract. Now, I have a contract that I've written out and I've been using. For those of you who want me to coach you and tell you this stuff, um, you can, you know, 
reach out to me and I can send you the contract. Um, there is a small fee associated with it, but the contract is very important because knowing the correct words that doesn't bind you into something illegal, it's very important. And you also want a contract because here's the thing. You have a contract with someone. If you don't have a contract, you install your vending machine. There's no legal terms for them not to kick you out. I mean, they could kick you out of their location if they really want to. But it just makes it a lot more official. You know, they ha you have something to stand by and it gives them and it gives you time as well. For them to be able to say, hey, you know, it's not working out. Can you take your machine out? So, for example, if you don't have a contract, you place this machine in, you think everything is going good, and then the owner either decides that they want to do their own machine or they find someone else that's giving them a better deal and they want to get rid of you, then it's kind of like, bling, call you up. Hey, can you get your machine out today? There's no contract. There's no legal binding. It's like, okay, I ha you have to go today and pick your machine up. However, if you have a contract now, in your contract, you can state, hey, if you do not want the machine or, you know, you're going to find the correct words. But if you don't wanna want the machine, at least provide me in writing 30 days minimum for me to be able to remove the machine. So at least that gives you 30 days either for you to find a different location or for you to be able to, you know, rent a U-Haul truck, rent a storage space, find some, you know, get the movers, find things that is needed to get the machine from out of there and place it somewhere else, you know, whether in a storage unit or a different location. So when you have that contract, it gives you that cushion that extra cushion that's needed just in the event something was to happen. Also, I, for my locations, knock on wood, I have not been paying any commission. And I don't talk about commission. That's another, that's another thing that you need to know as well. Um, I haven't paid any commission of any of my location. So if you are paying commission, for any of your location, in the contract, you also need to let them know that, hey, if I'm going to be paying you a commission, I'm going to be sending you a W-9 form because you are getting money from me and I need to write that off as an, um, you know, a tax deductible. So I'm letting the government know, hey, I'm collecting money in for this vending machine business, but I'm also paying whatever percentage out to this person. So that's also something that's beneficial for you as well as the client because when you have that in there in that contract and you provide them with that w-9 form you have some people like some business they're like okay um remember you're supplying the the stuff for the vending machine you're taking care of it you're full responsible for the vending machine and the client they want 10 20 30 percent of what you're getting for ab doing absolutely nothing. Yes, it's in their location, but you're doing everything. You're buying all the stuff out of your money. So they're getting like, you know, 10, 20, or 30% off doing nothing. So if they're a 
legal business worker. And when I say legal, it's not like, you know, they're not legal with their business. But if it's not just petty cash for them to stick in their pocket, they have to write it off to the government, letting them know, hey, I received, you know, 10, 5, 20, 30, whatever amount of money they're receiving from you as an income to their business. So now they're going to have to pay taxes on that. So it's either A, they're not going to want to get any percentage from you, or B, they're not going to want you in their um in their location. So either option is good for you, okay? So that is why it's important to have a contract. And the 10 step is insurance. Insurance is very important to have especially based on the machine, the location, you know, in general, it's good to have insurance. It alleviates problem for you, especially if you're serving food. Oh my God. Don't get a vending machine that you have to serve like, you know, cold cut meats, you know, things like that. Not worth it. Please don't, 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 don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't get a vending machine. Like, you know, you ever go to the airport and you see those locations that have those, like, you know, those sandwich and people go up and they buy the sandwich? I don't do it. I think it's really gross, but that's just my opinion. But you have people that said, hey, maybe I can get some sandwich. You know, you can purchase those sandwich from, like, you know, maybe Sam's Club, Costco, BJ's, whatever. And you could place them in your machine and you could charge a price. The thing when you start going that route is you have to make sure that machine is serviced like daily or weekly or like maybe three days a week because you have to ensure that the meat does not go bad. And if the meat goes bad and somebody purchases it from you, they get sick, it can open up a can of worms. So please make sure the products that you are placing in your machine is not going to cost you a major headache in the future. Like, it's bad enough when you get snacks, they expire. So you have to make sure that, you know, you check your machine, whether it be monthly, weekly, every two weeks. However, you know, obviously you're going to know your product. You're going to look at the expiration date. So you check according to the expiration date and, of course, according to the needs of the machine. But this is why it's important to get insurance because insurance just gives you that cushion. You have people that don't get the insurance. It just depends on the location. You know, you can kind of like judge. But if you're going to be going into this business and you want to go into it full time, just as an extra precaution for you, it's good to get the insurance. Now, you can go to different companies like Geico, State Farm. Obviously, they have the third-party um, insurance companies that give you a more competitive rate. But that's the 10 and final step in starting the vending machine. And once you do all those step one through 10, you are on your way in gaining and starting your vending machine business. So if you need any more advice, please reach out to me on Instagram at hello underscore posh and um also the fuller experience and obviously as you know posh pearl spa so there you go you have all my 
social media, Instagram pages, definitely reach out to me if you need any help. And, you know, I'm booking coaching calls. Like I said, I give my honest opinion and I give you everything that I know. I eat, breed, and sleep, finding out all the details about vending machines. So I'm happy to share. Obviously, there's going to be a small fee in associated with that, but I hope this was able to help you out. Please go back, listen to this, share it with someone, and happy vending, guys. Talk to you soon.